While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professional licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions. Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. I'm Heather, one of the owners of the lab. I'm here joined with Dre, the other owner. And our special guest today is the very famous Kelly Pack, the queen bee of the brow hive. She is someone that we have admired in um, the beauty community for a while, and we have been so lucky to get her to join us today. We're going to ask her all the best and no BS about what it means to be the queen bee of brows. And our hearts. And Kelly is the mom of four kids, three of whom are adorable triplet girls. Um, and I got flagged down at the daycare at Excel one day and they said, we're, we need to talk to you about a problem we had with your son. He kissed someone on the lips, which is against the rules. And it was uninvited. And I was horrified, embarrassed. I thought I can never show my face here again. I'm going to have to call the mom and it's going to be miserable and embarrassing. And they said it was um, one of the triplets. Kelly Pack is the mom. And I, I like, kind of peripherally knew you because you come to Beauty Lab and, like, you're famous. So I've, like, I no, know, known who you are. Totally famous. Yeah, like, totally the name famous. Kelly Pack, yeah. completely famous. Yeah, Brow Hive. Everybody yeah. knows Brow Hive. So. Like, we saw our business going up in flames. <laughs> I know. I was just like, shit. No. Christian, the six-year-old, has molested one of the pack triplets. <laughs> pack your bags. We're leaving the country. But I actually was, like, relieved because I knew how cool she was. And I was like, maybe we'll be friends now because, like, we'll bond over this trauma. <laughs> and you know what? Like, do you remember me talking to you about it? And and, and I'm like, I was like, I love it. Like, I wasn't offended at all. I was like... Yay! Like, he's so cute. I love him. It was uh, such a relief. Do you remember me telling you oh, about totally. it? totally. Of course. And oh. I was like, how can you blame him? I mean, every guy has a triplet fantasy. <laughs> yeah. It's just innate. It's in them. Born, you know, yeah. he sees three triplet girls at the gym. He's like, I got to nail this yeah, down. Like, I got to get this done now. And their on-again, off-again romance is just one for the ages. Does he just move from one triplet to the next if he's rejected? No. He, weirdly, he's just, like, with Ren, and then, like, they're off. Like, they'll break up, and then, like... Like they're back together. And he gets with her best friend. Yeah. Oh, just Jane. for leverage. And yeah, like just it's. I know about hilarious. Jane too. I know the rivalry with Jane and Ren. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the record, Christian, I call him C Money, is like the cutest, sexiest six-year-old I've <laughs> ever met. He has like innate fashion sense. He was born with. So cute. He's got kind of like hipster hair. Yes. He and likes to wear outfits that remind him of the Yeezy collection. Yeah, he's a big fan of Yeezy 2018. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I mean, that's how cool this kid is. So, like, there's no, it was no surprise that he went straight for the triplet girls, but, you know, embarrassing yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, but it did bring uh, us together with Kelly. So, you know, I'm just going to MacTube that. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. It solidified our friendship. And we've been able to have so many great conversations off the podcast about being a woman in business here in Utah. And um, I think that we would love to pick your brain about that. Yeah. I've been a huge fan peripherally of Kelly Pack forever. Um, I knew about the Brow Hive and it just like for me and for branding and marketing, it just curled my toes and simultaneously made me sick with jealousy. (laughs) So I have just, you know, I just love 
great solid brands and I love when it works and when it's effortless. It feels like everything about her brand um, never feels forced and never feels cliche. It just mm-hmm. feels solid and so totally cool. And I have to say, I know we'll probably touch on this later with um, the emergence of Bumble kind of infringing on the same concept of a brand, even though they're different, um, obviously, industries. I always felt like Browhive was the predecessor. You know, I felt like Bumble saw the genius in that and kind of um, ran with it. Let's get Casey on that, our trademark attorney. We should, actually. <laughs> we should. Demand but, letter. Because I think Bumble's marketing is genius, too. Yeah, you know? it's but great. It's, but we still, just for the record, whenever we see a Bumble thing, our hearts, we still turn it back to Browhive. We really, yes. I do. Yes. I just think everything about Anything it is genius. related. It's well, all yours, Kelly. We're going to have her um, explain a little bit more about that and talk about it, but it's awesome. We're just thrilled to have her here, and we're going to ask her just to tell us a little bit about how she got into Brows and her um, her journey to being the queen bee of the yes. Browhive. Yeah, so tell us about your business. Okay, well, thank you. First, um, thank you for having me. I am equally as impressed with you, ladies, and your business. Um, thank you. And I'm flattered to be here. <clears throat> so, um, so you know that quote that says, as a little kid, I would never, I never knew eyebrows were that important? Well, I did know that they were <laughs> <laughs> Like, I remember as a little girl just, like, wanting to be, like, like the beautiful actress in the movie, like the be- most, you know, the Brooke star. Shields. Not Brooke Shields. She but has like, great brows, though. I mean, I you know. You I mean, have Brooke Shields brows yourself. Well, it's makeup. Not, you but know, I'm too, saying, but, like, but well, we don't talk about how we don't <laughs> yeah, talk about the <laughs> magic behind the curtain. You know, like um, Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. Sure. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Like, yeah. Or just like Julia Ormond. Yeah. 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 Like, I would just stare at her. Yeah. Face, and I'm like, what is it that makes her so pretty? And then finally, I figured out, probably at the ripe old age of five, just <laughs> before I entered kindergarten, I knew that brows were where it was at. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was her eyebrows, and then, you know, growing up, I realized nobody knows what they're doing. I went to esthetician school, and I learned horrible rules <laughs> that are all wrong. I mean, they were in the textbooks, completely wrong. Um, you know, I was, I have rescued thousands, you guys, upon thousands of having a square hook eyebrow. Tell us what, what, it, tell us yeah, what, what a square, what's a square hook eyebrow? So a square hook eyebrow, um, Madonna kind of had them, I've noticed in okay. music videos. She went through a square. So I don't know if she started it, but they're okay. a little bit too far apart. Okay. And then there's a square, and then there's a little skinny tail that comes out of it. Yes. So yes. Oh, yes. Mark. It's like a sperm, but with a square. Okay, so it's sperm, but with I an mean, angular I, I thing. I mean, I've rescued sperms. Let's I mean, talk like, about some of the I worst brows out there. Well, no. Okay. Well, it's, I don't, it's not the, it's just like, it just doesn't look good. Okay. Well, sperm brows sperm are... Sperm brows no. good. Why? Because your arch is not that close to your nose. It should be out farther by your temples. And a sperm you know? brow looks like a sperm where it's round and then it has a tiny little curvy yes. tail. Yeah. Yes. And so so the worst brows are like... So, you know, you've got square hooks, you've got sperms, and you've got half circles. Tell, what's a half circle? Like a rainbow? It's literally a rainbow. Yeah, okay. half circle. So... Can you have a thick half circle or just a pencil thin... You can have a mix. You can have hybrids. There's okay, hybrids. a hybrid, which is like pencil, <laughs> like medium thin half circle rainbow. There's like a square, 
half circle. Okay. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, you know, there's squares that turns into half circle. I mean, it's everything. And the truth is a good brow can't be categorized because it fits your face perfectly. Yes. I mean, it really, there's just these little tweaks that you can do. So anyways, I, yeah, so I just, um, I became an esthetician. I learned everything wrong. I, I'm actually self-taught. Um, I quickly, when I became an esthetician and I got my first job, I quickly learned that I don't like giving facials. I just wanted to get them. But then somebody um, reached out to me because they were hiring, and it was someone that I respected. So I actually went there. It ended up being a very busy salon in Provo, Utah. And I told all the hairdressers what I wanted to do because I just loved eyebrows, and I nobody did. you did. know you were good at brows? Had you Not yet. But you knew you were passionate about it. I because I cared. Yeah. And, I, and these girls had really good taste. Mm-hmm. Um, they had great style. And... Um, yeah, of course they knew too that brows were important, but um, nobody did what I what I was like setting out to do at least around here. And what were you setting Probably out in the to tri-state do? Area. Yeah, in the tri-state <laughs> area. What were you setting out to do? I so I was setting out to create a safe place where women could come and get their eyebrows shaped correctly for their face because it is nearly impossible to really like look in the mirror at your own face and be like know which hairs to take um really one hair can make all the difference sometimes a couple hairs a couple but, um, hairs and for a lot of women they're in the mirror they're plucking they either over pluck they don't have a game plan in mind they're, they're under plucking or it hurts to pluck they can't um, see the whole picture grandma's rules okay from the 20s yeah stuff's changed um they're when you look in the mirror like straight on you don't think of your head as a sphere but we have spheres. So so you, you do. You put your arch in the wrong place, creating a half circle or a sperm. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, some people do a decent job. But knowing my education was so poor and knowing that literally nobody knew what they were doing. You saw an opening. Yes. And yeah. I just started booking brow appointments. They'd send me their clients. And I would spend. I'm Allie Heenick. You guys? Yeah, we know Allie. Nana yeah. and Co. Nana and For Co. sure. Yeah. Shout out to Allie. It's Shout out Allie. What's up? <laughs> Um, I like I started waxing her in. She that has intense, salon. intense brows. She's Guatemalan. <laughs> She's or Colombian. Is half uh, Guatemalans make beautiful brows, you guys. Yeah, make babies. <laughs> um, so so. Um, if all my clients could just be Guatemalan brows back then, and this was early two thousands. Okay. And everybody, people sent actually a friend that was a hairdresser was friends with her. Sent her to me and said, "Thin out her eyebrows. They're horrible." So she came to me and she's like, I don't know. And I said, no, you have thick eyebrows. We're going to keep them thick because that's going to look good on you. We're just going to shape them. Um, and I remember spending like an hour and a half, like, because t- I was like, I'm taking my time on people's eyebrows. Um, Everything was customized. I, I was like, I would like move a hair over before I tweezed it to see what it looked like because I wanted it to be perfect. And it was. Yeah. I mean, it took an hour and a half. But, you know, I've gotten better. I've touched a lot of faces over the years. Um I feel like I change lives. I feel like you, you change totally lives. Do. You change your brows, change life. Brows many, are a game changer. They're the game changer. Completely. They're the frame for your face. Yes. We know that. And honestly, none of us knows what looks good on us. No, and there's no one size fits all, don't you think? Because I like I remember buying like a guide on Amazon because I am not great at brows. I had a weird arch and, you know, it was just not a 
a good look. And so um, I bought this like guide thing that was supposed to help me. No, didn't help me. But because that's, I mean, there's no one size fits all. And luckily with the magic of Jill's microblading and Kelly's brow hive to just keep everything intact, I feel like brows are a game changer. Yeah, I, I like, mean, I feel when like I get my brows now. done, people compliment me and I'm like, I haven't, they're just like, usually you're stunning, but today you're just otherworldly gorgeous. <laughs> what have you done? I'm like, I went to the brow hive. And they're like, oh, who'd you see? And I'm like, well, I see the queen bee, but you can't get in. She's not taking new clients. <laughs> I mean, that's what I love to say. I love going to someone that's so exclusive that yes. like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You have to know someone or pay someone. Otherwise, not getting in. Yeah. Okay, so how many years have you been doing it? Um, over 16 years. Over 16 years. And you have... Um, you're also a mom? Yes. The four. The four cute kids. So can we talk about our kids? Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, can we talk about our kids' names? Oh. Like the coolest names on the planet? Just yes. quickly, we'll just tell okay. us your kids' names and ages. Um, Finnegan is my oldest, and he is almost 11. He's a dreamboat. Has hair to his shoulders. <laughs> Past his shoulders. Past his shoulders. <laughs> um, Holland, Ren, and Dale are my triplet daughters. And I saw another famous Dale the other day. It was on some weird um, Real Housewives, like, behind-the-scenes video. And it was, oh, like, Dale something-something. It's What's Her Bucket's Mom from New York. Okay, yeah. So beautiful. <laughs> and I saw Dale, and I was like, Dale! A feminine Dale. That's, like, Kelly's triplet right there. That's, yeah. that's the level of influence that you have on our lives. Um, so, <laughs> brows, like, literally, she is famous for her brows, but... What's even more interesting to us as female entrepreneurs and business owners is her knack for branding. If Kelly were to have her fingers cropped in some sort of farm accident, <laughs> some sort of sausage-making meat grinder accident, Kelly could still have a very, very prosperous career as a marketing professional or a branding agent. And I really, what what turned me on to Brow Hive and Kelly Pack in the beginning was her knack for um, for building a brand and a brand that was so cohesive and so powerful that it it just felt like falling out of a canoe for every Honestly. single thing. But like, how cool is the Brow Hive? Name. The Brow Hive it is, is genius. so cool. How did you think of it? Um, I had, well, I originally had like a different idea, like whole branding thing in mind but then I was just driving one day and brow hive came to mind and I'm like that's it so cute it's so cute it's so cute and we live in the beehive state of course yeah I never even thought of that yes yes I just have total business duties (laughs) up and down my arms oh my gosh see this is like this is my love language so you called it the brow hive but you also call yourself the queen bee so tell us a little bit about that process how did that come to that Okay, so when I um, when I decided to call it the Brow Hive, I think, I mean, I had been going, you know, and doing brows um, for a minute, like Did a few you months. feel famous? Did you know you were famous? Like, no, you're I've, doing big influencers I've, in Utah. You're doing all the big names, all the big beauties. <clears throat> so you had a following. Yeah. And um, reputation. I just think people are just people for, for me. Like, you know, and I just think they're amazing businesswomen, like all the influencers mm-hmm. that I get to see. It's... It's more just, like, inspiring to me. I don't feel famous for it. I think they're famous. I'll let them be more famous. Be more in the spotlight. (laughs) I had been doing the Brow Hive for a minute, and I think, you know, in my early, like, Instagram days back, you know, I would do, I would call people honey or say 
We promise not to sting or come see what all the buzz is about. See? So, so good. But then, I'd, but then I'd get really embarrassed and I would like wake up in the middle of the night and like be like, like, you know, panting, I, you know, and just like mortified and embarrassed. Because and, like, why? You thought it was cheesy or you thought cheesy it was like just, trying you know, too hard? I or... think just like putting yourself out yeah. there, I think it's natural, especially, if, you know, you're... You know, my, all my ex-boyfriends are going to see. Yeah. Just kidding. No, it's, I mean, or it's just anyone. All the haters. Or, yeah. Like, you know? Like, yeah. people are, like, making fun of me. People are judging me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I don't care. I mean, you know, you just yeah. have to keep going. You have to just power through it. You have I, to do you. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I was sitting on the couch, and I looked over at my husband. And I'm like, I'm going to decide right now. Like, I need to decide. Like, should I be the queen bee? And Sam, who also works for me, be the bumblebee. And Heather be the honeybee, or or should I? I'm like it was it, calling myself the queen bee is like I'm actually very humble, and it was really really hard for me to refer to myself as like a queen bee. And my husband, he's completely embarrassed too. <laughs> he was just like mortified that you'd even think to call it that. It. Yeah, all of it. Mortified. Really, he said absolutely not. Don't do it. Just be the brow hive and just just be a drone. Don't be, yeah, be, be a, a worker bee. Be a normal yeah. person. And, Nope. I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And I made the decision like that night I was going to be, you know, a queen bee and call people honey. And like, I actually even have written a script for my employees. Really? To like, you guys, I, I, I remember as a little child, I would like, you know, they divide us up in like groups of four in classrooms and you're supposed to talk about, you know, a state or something, but like my group of four would have like a dance routine. <laughs> you know, we had, I mean, we had costumes in the grade. But um, so I do like a production and I do, I do want to do a lot more with it. You are the queen bee. She you, is. We, we know like, because, well, we're partners. And so, like, we always have someone to like bounce ideas off of or whatever. I think it would be totally hard. To be the queen bee and to be like just the person that's at the very, very top and, you know, it is lonely at the top, but also it's a lot of pressure. And what's even harder than actually being the queen bee that does all the work and like keeps it all together is to to have the audacity to call yourself the queen bee. Because we're supposed to do all that and be the queen bee, but just say, oh, I'm just here because I love the work. But you know, be, or, oh, be a humble person. But I just That's... I'm here to serve my employees. It's like very hard to say, "Nope, I'm the boss. I'm the queen bee. You're all here to service my vision and my brand and my business." So, what were some of the challenges you saw with that? I'm just like waking up in the middle of the night and like just feeling uncomfortable yeah, with it. Yeah, feeling uncomfortable. Um, but then I but the upside about it is I think it makes people smile and it's fun and mm-hmm. it's different. And I think it kind of makes us stand out. So Does it also make you um, live up to your responsibilities in a way? Oh, yeah. Own your power a little yeah. bit? Own your power. Pa- yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Own yeah. your power. Yeah, it's been really empowering. And, um, yeah, I think it's definitely helped with my confidence. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And just your I think you should level. own it, Kelly. Yeah, you, no, I, I own it. I think you what has so really good. helped her identity as queen bee is she comes to work in a full bee outfit. <laughs> it's like the little Miss Sunshine yeah. outfit. It's like if you've forgotten for a second, no, make no mistake, she wears queen a bee in the house. <laughs> She's got the, the like kind of bobbling, googly antennas. <laughs> no. 
I really wanted to ask you, Kel, like why why was it even hard for you to decide to call yourself the queen bee? Why do you think we as business owners have a hard time like staking our claim? Like why was that embarrassing? Because you've, I mean, you said you woke up in the middle of the night. I think um, because you're scared about what people are going to think of you and you're scared of failure and I'm calling myself the queen bee, like putting myself up on, I think it, it's hard for most people to put themselves up on a pedestal. Most um, women, most I women. would say. Do you think it's harder for women to position themselves amongst other women as as a hierarchy or say oh, I'm the queen bee? For yeah. sure. And you know, I actually, like I believe in like, kind of destiny and I actually had this this woman that came in and she said she pulled up her old eyebrow lady who had like 25,000 followers um just you know got really big into microblading and she's like she has way more followers than you do but you taught me this you taught me this and you taught me this no one else has ever taught me this of how to do this with my eyebrows and she's like you're way too humble and I was like, like kind of oh, own your she power goes, Kelly you are the expert because I really have like touched more faces I would say than anyone I would say I mean besides maybe I, I don't think anyone's done more brows call me if you've done more brows than me give yeah. me a call and and bring some Touch facts to back it up <laughs> yeah I want to see numbers <laughs> no but um and so I think I just I did have to step into my power a little bit um which is really hard for me to do but you know when you're starting a business and you're in that like you got your mojo. I just did it. I just followed my my heart, and it, it's the best job I've ever had. So a game that Dre and I love to play is called a sliding door moment. A lot of people don't know the movie reference because we're so old. It's like literally from <laughs> 1997. But it's the Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors movie. And really the reason we say it is because she has two options. She takes one rather than the other, and you get to see that played out in the movie. Uh-huh. But we feel like that's kind of, um, we all have a sliding door moment where there's a pivotal decision we made. We could have gone one way or the other. Road less traveled, if you will, and it has made all the difference. So have you had a sliding door moment in your life? Yes. Um, so I've done brows all over Utah. I actually worked for Anastasia Beverly Hills doing brows in Nordstrom at three different stores. Um I actually had a full t- clientele um, for just brows, and I took my clientele to my first job in Orem, Utah, when there was a Nordstrom there. And I worked for, and um, so I mean, I built that counter out of nothing. Um, I was never trained, ever, until I left my third store. So working for Anastasia, who Anastasia, everyone trusts is like the brow guru. Trusts, yep. I was never trained. You could have been just anybody off the street. People would ask me and I would just lie because I I, I didn't want to be like, oh, you've done eyebrows because everybody says they, you know, do eyebrows. But I really did do eyebrows. Um, I remember after working there five months, my account executive called me and kind of told me the method over the phone. Wow. From, from L.A. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Pluck um, if you actually, and eyes. <laughs> so um, when I left the third store, I was working at Fashion Place. I um, left, They she was opening um, an account coordinator position. It was the first one ever in Utah. It was gonna be a huge pay cut. I bought like a white Subaru with like a broken bumper because I was gonna be driving all over Utah, just like driving. You know, I was gonna be Servicing. getting paid just enough to pay my nanny. And um, I was gonna be basically in Ulta's, which I had never been inside of an Ulta before at the time. And, and then I would be training her artists in the Nordstrom. Okay. Which I was kind of excited about. Um, Until you found out they were like 18 and gave DGAF about Rouse. I quit my job. I was lied to by a lot of her employees. Um, 
And so I was very depressed. Um, she didn't, so I remember I quit my job and then like her vice president was on, had surgery or something like that, who does the hiring. So um, I was out of a job, I was very depressed. I didn't know if I had a job. I felt like crap, um, cause I had just worked like so hard. I didn't, I'm like, who am I? My, my husband, I love him, he's the best, even though I haven't made him seem so supportive, but you know, I, I, I had, I had pe like 20 people messaging me on Instagram, where are you, where are you doing brows? Like, I can't go to anyone else. And my husband's like, Kelly, you need to open your own thing. Like, you need to. And, and so, um, you can actually look on the looking, I'm so glad that he said that to me and he's so supportive because, you know, Anastasia, I worked for her off and on for 13 years. Um, I was promised a lot of things that I never got. Um, you can actually look on that. Is it called Looking Glass or something? A glass door. Oh, glass door. Glass door. You can read. I mean, if that company is chaos. I think she's a genius, but I think she's chaos. Um, and I think that she should think more about her employees, maybe take better care of them since, you know, I literally had a hunchback for like, I still do Pilates to get rid of my hunchback. <laughs> From to doing meet the goals that were impossible. For the Anastasia Browse Nordstrom account. And I literally am doing almost the same exact amount of work that I'm doing now when I worked for her. Mm. And, making... and I'm not saying she made millions off of me, but disappointed. Yeah. I was very disappointed. So is your sliding door moment like if you had taken the job? Yes. So it was. I was in a very dark place, and that's where the Brow High was born. Is okay. Very, oh, very dark place. Okay. Of, Where you're like, I can't work for another they offered person. Me the, I mean, they did like I, I was like kind of ghosted for a few months and they ended up offering me the job and I just didn't respond. But I had okay. bought a car for this job that yeah. I had been hired for. But it, it was interesting. And if it was like through that moment, that moment you decided you know, to go for brand, yourself. You would think they would, you know, have their shit together. Well, plus there's this big honor, like you're worthy of Anastasia because nobody even branded or owned brows until Anastasia. So she is synonymous with the brow industry. So do you think you're as good as Anastasia? Yep, I do. Do you think that, so there's girls in Utah that if they had the opportunity to go to Anastasia of Beverly Hills, they could have the same experience going to Kelly Packet Brow Hive or any of your workers, um, worker bees? I do. Like, I, I think I think if you want good brows, come and see us. Absolutely. I, awesome. I, I back that up 100%. Yeah, 100%. I've, there's not a single brow that has been touched by the Brow Hive that isn't impeccable, yep. honestly. Yep, you guys do great And there's work. women I see all the time that are so beautiful and so well cared for and have just, it's through lack of knowledge or lack of knowing where to go. And you just want to say, well, we do say, because we're beauty lab, we're just like, hit the brow hive. Yep. You're in great, you'll be in great hands. Yep. You know, they Absolutely. will change your life, change your brows, change your life. We love it. That's awesome. That's a powerful sliding door moment. So here on the podcast, we always like to do, um, we have a couple things. We do just the tip, just which the is tip. our kind of beauty lab tip of the week. Yes. Um, what is our just the tip this so week? So this week, our just the tip is, um, you know, sharing is caring. Bring a friend. Do all the things with your friends. It's more fun with friends. Yes. It and always if, is. And if you consider the amount of time, so as women, as moms, as business owners, as people, humans, men too, we have a very limited amount of free time. And personal maintenance, for women especially, is very consuming. Hair, mm -hmm. brows, tan, waxing, lashes, lashes you know, mani-pedi, outfits, you know, gym time, all of it. It adds up, and it's exhausting. It can feel burdensome. And, like, 
I hate when people are like, oh, you had to get your nails done or, oh, you had to get a facial. But the truth is, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, it's two hours. Like, you have to arrange Mm -hmm. it. You have other things that you want to do. It's expensive. It's time-consuming. It's all these things. And we have discovered that, like, it's more fun with friends. Like, if I don't – if I can incorporate my lunch with friends, that adult time, that essential – you know, bonding that I want and crave, if I can do that and get a hydrofacial or and get a pedicure or walk on the treadmill and walk on the treadmill, like the more it's more fun with friends. And if you can incorporate that personal maintenance as kind of a routine that you do, like every month, Dre and I get our hydrofacials and we can do it at Beauty Lab. We our motto is it's more friends with friends. So like book your Botox with a friend. Yeah. Come in, hold each other's hand through it. Go to dinner afterward. Book hydrofacials together. You know you have to get your hydrofacial. You know you have to get your brows waxed. You know you have to get your nails done. Double up and do it with a friend. It's less pressure at home because you're away less, you know. You're getting more bang for your buck. And it's more enjoyable and it feels less like a burden, more like a celebration, more like an indulgent way to spend your afternoon. So just the tip this week is it's more fun with friends and... Find a way to book your beauty treatments with a buddy. Bring a friend. We love it. So we're going to just skip um, over to the beauty labber of the week. And Kelly, do you keep up with the Kardashians? Not as much as other people. Okay. Are you familiar with the Tristan and Jordan debacle? The scandal. The scandal. Okay. That's where Kylie's boyfriend kissed Jordan? Chloe. Chloe. Chloe's baby daddy. And Jordan is Kylie's friend? Best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So you know That's about rough that stuff. stuff. So we saw that play out like six or seven months ago, mm-hmm. right? Via the paparazzi and the and news. And the red table. Did you go, do you remember the red, red Is that the red table? Red table yeah. with Jada Pinkett Smith yeah. and um, Jordan. But we got to kind of see the Kardashian side, Chloe's version this week on KUWTK. And usually, you know, we, we love the Kardashians. We're big fans of everything they've done with everything but um (laughs) i i really had a a renewed respect watching the episode where kelly or sorry kelly where (laughs) chloe finds out about tristan's you know dalliance and infidelity with you know someone who she considered a family member jordan and kylie's very best friend and we got to kind of watch that play out on the episode and i there were a couple things that stood out to me why she's the beauty labber of the week um so obviously devastating, but even more um, devastating because it is your little sister's very best friend. So you have to tread softly because here it's a man that you know is capable of this. But you, what she said on the episode is, I never thought Jordan was capable of this. And she says she's venting to all of her sisters. They're all in a group chat on the phone and it's all being filmed live, obviously, because it's the best television ever. <laughs> but um, she says... Sorry, Kylie, I'm just venting. Because she has res- enough respect for her sister to know that she is saying this about her sister's yeah. very best friend. And that friend. it puts her in a yucky and position. And it's putting her in yeah. a horrible position. And she takes a moment in her grief and pain and humiliation to say, I'm so sorry to put you in this position, Kylie. I'm just venting. Like, let me yeah. get it out. And and Kylie's like, no, I don't even know what to say. And all the sisters bonded without condemning Jordan out, out, out of hand, mm-hmm. but just kind of like supporting their sister and saying... Let's get to the truth of it, and we support and love you, and we'll deal with this. But what was so that alone was um, commendable. And then, because I would have been like, 
you can never be friends with her. You know, like right. ruin her life. Like we are all going out now and we're going to ruin her life. because we gum in her hair? Well, yes, they're, not. they're the Kardashians. Yeah. They could make or break a career, a reputation. They have the platform. They have the notoriety. They have this the mouthpiece. They have, you know what I mean? Everyone's listening. And they didn't do that. They have not destroyed Jordan. Yeah. They have not. They haven't really in, even in, said anything about have, her. Yeah. Which is truly commendable because when someone crosses me, I want everyone to not be their friend. You know, yeah. like that's how you show me you love me is by shutting them out. And so I learned a lot about my own emotional maturity by watching them <laughs> navigate this. But then the other thing is she had a public event where she had to go to the day after. Oh, and rough. it was like all over the newspapers in every – on it was all anyone was talking about. And she said in her like one-on-one interview on the show, like, it's my contractual obligation. I have to show up. I'm going to cut the ribbon. I'm going to do everything they've asked me to do. I'm going to do it 100% and then I'm going to go home. You know, like make sure they limit it so I'm not like meandering around. And mm-hmm. she, this poor, you know, how old's Chloe? 32. She walks yeah. in. She's, you know, humiliated, devastated, confused, all these things. And like she has to show up and do her job as a boss, as yeah. the CEO of a company, as Chloe Kardashian. And everyone's like, how do you feel about Jordan? How do you feel about Tristan? And it's like when I'm having an emotional episode daily it's hard to come into work it's hard to put makeup on it's yeah. hard to get dressed and to show up and like still be a boss or still even be anything and imagine under those circumstances having the press like yell at you right what's what's bugging you like how do you feel about being so fat you know like whatever right. like let me push your button your... let me find your button and yeah. just and it's dig it in and every yeah. picture they take of you at every angle you have to have a game face on and we know that celebrities back out of obligations all the time. People back out of obligations. People no show for appointments, you know, yeah. for the yep. smallest of inconveniences. And she could have absolutely said, I don't care about the $10,000 or whatever I promised your company or whatever. I am not coming. This is a life-altering event. I am not going to show up, find a replacement, or make up an excuse. But she didn't. She showed up. She, ex- I thought it was exemplary work ethic and just kind of showed what we have to do every day when we show up and do our job and say, I'm putting everything personal behind me and I'm just going to show up and do my job. And she did that. And I think that's commendable. And for that, Chloe K, you are our beauty, beauty lover, lover of the, of the week. week. Yay. She's totally. For sure. She's I love funniest. her. Yeah. She's the funniest and the coolest. And she's been through the most. I mean, she's been through. Oh, Lamar. Lamar. I know. And Tristan twice. Ugh. The day before she gives birth. Yeah. He cheated on her the day before? Yes. Oh, yeah. They called so came him. out. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had, she, had, she invited him to the hospital, and she was good to him because she, was she you know, had more emotional strength than I would have had. Yeah, for sure. So Beauty Labber of the Week, Beauty Labber for Life, um, Chloe K. Yep. Yeah, your soldier, and mad respect for you. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's the podcast. Kelly, where can we find you, like, on, on the gram? Um, the brow, we're at the Brow Hive on Instagram. Awesome. And um, the-browhive.com is our website. Okay. The-browhive.com. And, and she's in the Image Studios in Holiday. If right off of Murray Holiday Road. Yeah. It's a beautiful, lovely space. We love it there. In the nest of wealth and beauty of Salt Lake City. Yes. yes. It's great. Well, not not great the spot. nest. The hive. The hive. I'm sorry. <laughs> the honey spot. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. You yes. are an inspiration to us daily. Thank you. And thanks for thank keeping you. the brows beautiful. Thank and you. thanks for being a beauty labber. Oh my gosh, I love it here. I wouldn't go anywhere else. 
We love you. Yeah, Thanks thank for you. Doing that. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Not you, Kelly, but you can listen to us next week <laughs> you if can. you want. <laughs> um, and until then, remember that the lab loves you and that life is short. By, by the, the lips. lips.